Welcome to another episode of Fill in the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Maurice Peacock, What's also going on? known as AKA Clinton. So, Clinton, we're going to focus on a specific little myth, I guess you would say, known as Slender Man. What is your definition of Slender Man? Uh, Slender Man, I'll consider it a uh, game, because it, it is a game. I used to play it a lot. It was like, pretty scary. The objective of the game was collect eight pages to survive and like, there's this slenderish man he's slender he's very tall and skinny he didn't have a face or anything and like your objective was to collect the pages and stay away from him and the more pages you collected a uh he would get more aggressive and chase you more and uh the pages would like say different types of things like uh don't look or uh can't run stuff like that and like, it would be like the hardest places to get. Do you find that um, it was started as a game? Or do you think it was behind some kind of legend? Uh, I... Like, you don't think UFOs were just created from a video oh, game? no, no. UFOs, I believe in aliens, big time. But uh, Slenderman, I believe it could be like a, a myth. Oh, not a myth, but like whatever it's opinion. My opinion is like a myth. Because like... There's not real, like, big documents on, like, being seen or, like, history of, like, what I did. Because it's, like, I think kidnapped children, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Well, the actual definition for Slender Man. Um, the Slender Man is a fictional supernatural character that originated as a creepypasta internet meme. Created by Something Awful Forms, user Eric Knudsen, also known as Victor Surge, in 2009. He is depicted as a thin, unnaturally tall humanoid with a featureless head and face and wearing a black suit. Mm -hmm. Stories of the Slender Man commonly feature him stalking, abducting, or traumatizing people, particularly children. So you're right there. The Slender Man is not confirmed to a single narrative, but appears in many deaths fart works of fiction fiction highlight that please works of <laughs> fiction yeah that's very important because it you know, what you know what the definition of think fiction is yeah not real wait okay. yeah, yeah yeah no, yeah. no wait <laughs> yeah how long you been in school it's been no. a minute the slender man is not confined to a single narrative but appears in many disparate works of fiction like yeah. I just said we're yeah. going to repeat that because I read the wrong line <laughs> typically composed online fiction relating to the Slender Man encompasses many media including literature art and video series such as Marble Hornets wherein he is known as the operator outside of the online fiction the Slender Man has become an internet icon and has influenced popular culture having been referenced in the video game Minecraft with the Enderman character and generated video games of his own, such as Slender, The Eight Pages, and Slender, The Arrival. See, now, when I was introduced to Slender Man, was, I came over to our buddy Eric's house. Eric, yeah. And uh, you, you were all sitting in the dark, like, you yeah. know, the normal, the, normal, the normal kid gaming style type thing with the, the sh uh, shades closed, you know, trying to make it as dark as possible. Oh, yeah. And usually you do that when there's a scary game on or a game you're trying to have, like, a party playing, like, a bunch of friends over. Most definitely. And um, I came in, you're like, you gotta play this game. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I'm sitting on the computer, and I'm, it's a computer game, and I'm playing it, and I'm like, oh my god, like, this is scaring the hell out of me. And like, the whole time you guys are telling me you're going to be so scared, you guys are like running around, I'm like, we're the little kids and stuff, <laughs> I understand, but it's like, 
it, now that I think about it, how ridiculous we were acting. And then, oh like, my God, yeah. I just played the game recently, and I was still getting the same feelings of being fearful. Yeah. And it's it's crazy because as you collect these pages, it gets worse and worse. Mm-hmm. You're this person running around the woods, which can be a, a real experience that could happen to us, yeah. not knowing where to go, but then you start collecting these pages with drawings on them. And you're freaking out. Yeah. I mean, a- after every page, something else adds on to the game. The music. Either the music <laughs> kicks in. And then imagine you're just in the in the random parts of the forest. You grab a, a piece of paper hooked onto a tree of a funny like unicorn yeah. or something. And next thing you know, you start hearing, dun, dun, <laughs> dun, like Jaws. You're like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? But uh, it's like... It's crazy because as these pages and you like you have to go inside like an old bathroom. It's like in yeah. a park type place, and you're like, oh my god! Like you're going down the hallways. Next thing you know, there's just this slender tall. man, tall, just standing there with no face, black suit, and then your your basically your your screen starts getting all like staticky, like staticky, and you're like, oh my! Like you're trying to run away from him, <laughs> yeah. and when he gets close to you, the screen gets staticky again, so you can't stand for too long. You have stamina, you have a flashlight. It's <laughs> like dies. all the real things. I don't think your flashlight goes down that fast in real life. I'm pretty oh, sure no. we got double A batteries or something that'll last dur- a good while. No, those are the, those are the giant B batteries. The yeah. one no one ever uses. Or if you got the um, if you pay for the money for the infomercial. Uh, what do you call it? The shake, the shake flashlight. Oh you yeah, shake yeah. it and it reworks. That doesn't work for like five minutes. You're sitting there shaking. Everyone thinks you're jacking off in the garage <laughs> or something. You're like I'm looking for tools. Sure you are, Grandpa. Okay, oh, that, was a good, that was a good spin off. Okay, um, and the, there was a, actually a film adapted to it. It was of Marble Hornets, where he portrayed uh, Doug Jones, and and basically in the film he was portrayed by Yavier Bautier. It was actually called Thin Man. I don't know if you know what Thin Man is. Did it come out recently? Uh, it came out a couple of years ago. A couple of years. Then I probably have seen it because like, they just came out, I think, with a Slenderman movie. And like, I heard it was like... Well, beginning in 2014, a moral panic occurred over the Slenderman after readers of the fiction were connected to several violent acts, particularly a near-fatal stabbing of a 12-year-old girl in Wakusha, Wisconsin. Jeez. Shout out to my buddy that lives out in Wisconsin. <laughs> The Slender Man was created on June 10th, 2009 on a thread in the Something Awful Internet Forum. The thread was a Photoshop contest in which users were challenged to create paranormal images. Forum poster Eric Knudsen, under the pseudonym Victor Surge, contributed two black and white images of groups of children to which he added a tall, thin, spectral figure wearing a black suit. Although previous entries had consisted solely of photographs, Serge supplemented his submission with snatches of text, supposedly from witnesses describing the abductions of the groups of children and giving the character the name Slenderman. So it's obvious evidence there's a date to it, unlike Scientology, where we still believe it's real even though we know who made it and when it was created. There's... evidence that it was created um so it's not like some urban legend like bigfoot or something yeah. or even that has evidence but it's just so far back yeah where the outdated people, yeah where the people now are like it's it's real it's obvious okay um so for the evidence the quote under the first photograph read we didn't want to go we didn't want to kill them but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time 1983 photographer unknown presumed dead and all these photos um besides one other one was that they're all unknown and they're all presumed dead so that's just part of the myth he added into yeah. it 
The quote under the second photograph, one of the two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notably for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man, deformity cited at the film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later, actual photograph confiscated as evidence. So he's boosting it more like trying to you know prove it by being like oh they don't want you to see the picture so they oh, took yeah, it away yeah, so now yeah like the area 51 that just boosts the <laughs> yeah yeah oh, it gotta be real so the development of Slenderman the Slenderman soon went viral spawning numerous works of fan art cosplay and online fiction known as creepypasta horror stories told in short snatches of easily copyable text that spread from site to site Divorced from its original character, The Slender Man became the subject of myriad stories by multiple authors with an overarching mythos. So myth. Yeah. It's Latin, my friend. I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you. I'm trying to, at least. Many aspects of The Slender Man mythos first appeared on the original Something Awful Thread. One of the earliest editions was added by a forum username... I'm not even going to say that because it's a ridiculous username. <laughs> it's like if I put my username as um, LeBron sucks one two three. Uh-huh. It's something like that. <laughs> Who created a folklore story set in 16th century Germany involving a character called Der Grobenmann? So these are all myths from Creepypasta, which was implied to be an early reference to the Slenderman. The first video series involving the Slenderman evolved from a post on something awful thread by user Seagars. It tells on a fictional film school friend named Alex Crail, who had stumbled upon something troubling while shooting his first feature-length project, Marble Hornets. The video series published in found footage style on YouTube forms an alternate reality describing the film experience with the Slenderman. The ARG also incorporates a Twitter feed and alternate YouTube channel created by username Toothurk. Why do people have such stupid names on Instagram? Yeah, like, uh... My uh, mind is pretty stupid. I mean, what is your my uh, username is Super Sane Midget. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> yeah, you just hit the random button. No, no, no. Good. Me, me and my other friend. Or you were, just start combining random stuff you like. It's kind of like, like that. Like a past conversation, we're talking about like this is just a horrible, horrible conversation sometimes. As of 2013, Marble Hornets had over 250,000 subscribers around the world and had received 55 million views. Other Slenderman-themed YouTube serials followed, including Everyman Hybrid and Tribe 12. So these are all people that are taking the idea of Slenderman that was just created by one guy and turning it into their own forms, kind of shaping it in the way, you know, to extend the myth out and create more of a legend base. Yeah, trying to make it real. So in 2012, The Slenderman was adapted into a video game titled Slender the Eight Pages. Within its first month of release, the game was downloaded over 2 million times. Several popular variants of the game followed, including Slenderman Shadow and Slenderman for iOS. Hold on, you can get it on your phone? Yeah, I haven't played it on the phone. Which sick bastard wants to play that at night on their phone? I would end up breaking my phone. I'd throw it. I, I'd throw in a drink before playing, playing Slender because it scared me. <laughs> So, this became the second most popular app downloaded. The sequel to Slender the Eight Pages, Slender the Arrival, was development including Entity, and the Slenderman released free online after a $10,000 Kickstarter campaign. In 2013, it was announced that Marble Hornets would become a feature film. In 2015, the film adaption Always Watching a Marble Hornets Story was released on VOD, where the character was portrayed by Doug Jones. 
in 2016, Sony Pictures' subsidiary Screen Gems partnered with Mythology Entertainment to bring Slenderman film into theaters, with the title character portrayed by Javier Botinay. The film was released in 2018. Yeah. No, like, it's kind of crazy how they take things to an extent sometimes. Like, writing it for a while, because, like, yeah, it was, like, cool and everything, but, like, it kind of just dragged on, like... Not too crazy long, but I don't know. Like it, it shouldn't be a big, that big of a deal. Like as what as it was, you know. Like like people actually starting to think it's real and stuff, and like like little well, kids and stuff. You get sick of kind of living by the same base things that you're supposed to follow. That it yeah. it's, it sometimes feels like if someone around you or something creates something, you want to try and spark it as much as possible. Yeah. Much like creating a trend or yeah. creating something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What is a trend that you think? Uh, you would start. Would you start a supernatural forced? Uh, maybe. I don't think like nothing like like that. Maybe like uh, I have like I used to like think of about this a lot because like it'd be like like a little kid going big time like think it's about something crazy, but uh, I would uh something with like video games and stuff. I guess like uh how it's actually not as bad as people think they are like like with the people like the, remember how people used to go crazy over GTA I'm talking about like a Bigfoot with like eight heads or something oh my talking. god no uh, I would create like a myth about some like prehistoric knight or something oh yeah like a guy that rode dinosaurs <laughs> shot people some like Skyrim's type stuff fucking uh oh my god because they're finding stuff that was born before dinosaurs now, so it's like... Yeah. And like, apparently on the moon, uh, they found a piece of Earth on it from the... when the Earth exploded and stuff, when it first became Earth. Okay. We, you, you lost me there, buddy. <laughs> no, because uh, these people, this, I guess, rover found a rock on the moon and it brought it back here. We're not talking about space, we're talking about <laughs> Slender. Oh, yeah. Because of Slenderman's fictional mythology has evolved without an official canon for reference, his appearance, motives, habits, and abilities are not fixed but change depending on the storyteller. He is most commonly described as very tall and thin with unnaturally long tentacle-like arms or merely tentacles, which he can extend to intimidate or capture prey. In most stories, his face is white and featureless, but occasionally his face appears differently to anyone who sees it. He appears to be wearing a dark suit and tie. The Slenderman is a often associated with the forest and or abandoned locations and has the ability to teleport. Proximity to the Slender Man is often said to trigger slender sickness, a rapid onset of paranoia, nightmares, and delusions accompanied by nosebleeds. This goes to the same thing about people making pastafarianism mm-hmm. a religion. Someone gives somebody a rope and then runs a mile. And this dude basically gave a bucket to everyone and was like just throw your own ideas in it <laughs> combine it together and make this myth just as big as possible so early stories featured him targeting children or young adults some featured young adults driven insane or to act on his behalf while others did not and others claim that investigating the slender man will draw his attention the web series marble hornets established the idea of proxies humans who fall under the slender man's influence Though initially they were simply violently insane rather than puppets of the Slenderman. Marble Hornets also introduced the idea that the Slenderman could interfere with video and audio recordings as mm-hmm. well. So no one could get evidence because he would mess up your yeah, camera. Yeah, he just like. Boosting the myth even more. So 
it became a that became a Slender Man symbol that he would do that. Oh here. yeah, the static screen. Yeah. So imagine trying to take an Instagram picture and you can't because Slender Man's fucking it up. Yeah, he'd be like he'd be just near you and like, that's you're, when it's you're holding a duck face for the longest time. <laughs> did, you get it? did you get it yet? <laughs> Shira Chess notes that it is important to note that a few of the retellings identify exactly what kind of monster the Slender Man might be and his specific intentions are these points all remain mysteriously and usually vague. So as folklore, several scholars have argued that despite being a fictional work with an or an identifiable origin point, the Slender Man represents a form of digital folklore. Shira Tress argues that the Slender Man exemplifies the similarities between traditional folklore and an open source ethos of the internet, and that unlike those of traditional monsters such as vampires and werewolves, the fact that the Slender Man's mythos can be tracked and signposted offers a powerful insight into how myth and folklore form. Chess identifies three aspects of the Slender Man mythos that tie to folklore, collectively meaning that it is a creative by collective rather than a single individual. Variability meaning that the story changes from depending on teller to teller, so everyone could have their own idea of what yeah. Slender Man is, just like everyone has their own idea of what religion is. Yeah, like everybody's opinions and stuff. And performance, meaning that the storyteller's narrative changes to reflect the response of his or her audience. So if I was going to describe Slender Man to you, I would might describe it differently than I would describe to my parents what Slender oh, Man is. Oh, yeah. Probably not, but the same. I'd be like, this is this skinny motherfucker. <laughs> this is this game... Yeah, this Boy. game, <laughs> this game is scary, bro. Nightmares. Okay, Andrew Peck also considers the Slender Man to be an authentic form of folklore and notes its similarity to emergent forms of offline legend performance. Peck suggests that digital folklore performance extends the dynamics of face-to-face -face performance in several notable ways, such as by occurring synchronously encouraging limitation and personalization while also allowing perfect replication combining elements of oral written and visual communication and generating shared expectations for performance that enact group identity despite the lack of a physically present group i want a freaking drink for that one yeah that's uh did you not understand anything i said because there was a lot of giant words in this article and this is all from freaking some of it's from wikipedia a lot of it's from uh Whatever that one company is, what is it? BBC. Why is BBC commenting on this? Oh, okay. All right, never mind. I got. I, I just almost revealed what it was coming up. But um, it was because there's actual stabbings that were involved. So people, they're trying to educate people with the case mm -hmm. that the people that got stabbed. So, but basically, it's still highlighting the main points of that. Uh, the creator of it isn't just the sole creator. Everyone has no, their own yeah. spiral influence to it. So much like, you know, if someone creates something in the kitchen and you add, like, hot sauce to it, you're changing okay. its makeup to your needs or whatever yeah. you want to it. Like, uh, it's like Friday to Friday if you think about it. Because, like, there's so many different versions because people, like, not believe, but, like, think it's very great and, like different well, ways the fact that th if this was trying to be created back in our parents age or some age that didn't have 
phones oh, or yeah, something take, like, like that. The internet it, it would not spread as hard as it did now. Mm -mm. But it might be more valuable or yeah. more like kind of solid in a way. Believable. Um, like Bigfoot kind of. Where, mm -hmm. But like now that we have cell phones, it spreads to a whole other oh, source yeah. that they don't even know about, which is the internet. Basically instantly too. Like how fast things get around. and like Because once the internet is so powerful, mm -hmm. it can, you know, if you're reading the wrong stuff, if you're like not actually looking up multiple articles like I try to but mm -hmm. it's hard because there's a lot of information on Slenderman and it's really weird there's a lot of information on Slenderman but not a lot of information on the New World Order I don't know if you know what that is but it's like the Illuminati really yeah it's like the background government there's like one article and it has like half a page I'm like really what the hell <laughs> like this is older than Slenderman and it's a real thing a so scarier. it's like <laughs> Uh, who's the real threat nowadays? Exactly. Now who's back then? Slenderman. The new warlord. Not in here. So, although nearly all users understand that this Slenderman is not real, they suspend that disbelief in order to become more engrossed when telling or listening to stories. This adds a sense of authenticity to Slenderman legend performances and blurs the lines between legend and reality. Over the character's origin and purpose, only five months after his creation, George Nori coasts to Coast AM, a radio show, devoted to the paranormal and conspiracy theories, began receiving callers asking about Slenderman. Two years later, an article in the Minneapolis Star Tribune described his origins as difficult to pinpoint. Eric Knudsen has commented that many people, despite understanding that the Slenderman was created on the Something Awful form, still entertain the possibility that he might be real. So there are some people that we would identify as mentally insane yeah. or challenged. So, Shira Chess describes a slender man as a metaphor for helplessness, power differentials, and anonymous force. Peck sees parallels between the slender man and common anxieties about the digital age, such as feelings of constant connectedness and unknown third-party observation. Similarly, Ty Van Horn, a writer for The Elm, has suggested about the slender man represents modern fear of the unknown in an age of flooded with information people have become so unaccustomed to ignorance that they now fear what they cannot understand. So, she's basically using very large words to put meaning into something that was just created over a stupid internet yeah. sensation. Which, hey, if that's what people get out of it, and that's your takeaway. Like I said, the smallest things that you educate yourself on that might seem ridiculous and stupid might have a deep meaning behind it. Which is ridiculous to think that the Slender Man is an idea for people to throw their own and feel accepted by everything. It's yeah. not creating something for everyone in a way. Like a sunset is. Yeah. You know, if you're watching a sunset, that's not something I can just enjoy. That's yeah. something you can enjoy as well. So he's kind of creating an outlet for everyone. If I had a certain thing I put up, like a certain picture of me, you don't. You can like it because I'm in it. Yeah. But you, you're not in it, so yeah. it's not going to relate to you. So. Troy Wagner, the creator of Marble Hornets. Access is the terror of Slenderman to its malefability. People can shape it into whatever frightens them the most. Tina Mayer Bohr noted that the Slenderman is a prohibitive monster, but the cultural boundaries he guards are not clear. Victims do not know when they have been violated or crossed by them. So copyright. Despite his folkloric qualities, the Slenderman is not the public domain. Several for-profit ventures involving the Slenderman have unequivocally acknowledged Knudsen as the creator of his fictional character, while others were civically blocked from distribution, including the Kickstarter-funded film. After legal complaints from Knudsen and other sources, though Knudsen himself has given his personal blessing to a number of Slenderman projects, the issue is complicated by the fact that while he is 
The character's creator, a third party, holds the option to take any adaptions into other media. This is very popular with anything somebody oh, creates. Yeah. There's always someone looking to put their brand on it, put their idea of what it should be on it. My podcast, when it first started, there was someone that's like, dude, you know, you could do this with it. It's like there's constantly people trying to get a piece of something that might be coming up or might be. Do better. You know, like... there's always something that they, they think they can add to try and get their name in it as well they want to ride the trojan horse in a way they want to come inside you yes i said it that <laughs> go, go. for a reason money's worth so as, as of 2016 the media's rights to slender man i've actually been sold to a production company called mythology entertainment that makes a lot of movies based on myth in a way so we might see a good chupacabra movie coming down the road hopefully because i would like to see something that involves chupacabra because no one's ever talked about that or mothman mothman <laughs> i think I never hear about that but chupacabra yeah like i remember uh ever watched factor fate you know, no but, but it sounds like a show i'd be very interested in yeah it's basically like these people would do tests like paranormal tests see if like they would see like a UFO or like a Sasquatch or like anything like creepy aliens, ghost, and they would try to redo it for themselves to see if it could be done like by someone else to see if it's real or not. So like if it's real, it's fact and if it's fake, it's fake. If I had a million dollars, I'd be doing the same exact thing. <laughs> it's a great show. So the basic influences for the actual cases of stabbings that involve people blaming Slenderman as the hidden entity behind it was the Wakusha stabbing I think I'm saying that right I really hope I am but in Wisconsin there was on May 31st 2014 two 12 year old girls in in Wisconsin held down and stabbed a 12 year old classmate 19 times Jesus okay now that's a personal vendetta because you don't stab somebody 19 times unless it's personal. Yeah, yeah. Like, when questioned by later authorities, they reportedly claimed that they wished to commit a murder as the first step to becoming proxies for the Slender Man, having read about it online. They also stated that they were afraid of the Slender Man would kill their families if they did not commit the murder. After the perpetrators left the scene, the victim crawled out of the woods to a roadway. A passing cyclist alerted authorities, and the victim survived the attack. Holy God. God bless her. <laughs> Holy crap. He gets stabbed 19, 19 times. Well, where did they stab her? I was thinking, like, the torso area. Yeah, but if you didn't stab 19 times, what are they, first of all... Ooh, it's like you're being attacked by a bear or something. Well, <laughs> organs or some shit. Should need some new of those. Damn, <laughs> year old girl stat. Okay, I can see the child thing. This is, might be just psychopaths too. Yeah. Imagine if she crawled out onto the road and the cyclist hit her with her bike, and then she got hit by a bike, and that's how she died. So then the bike guy would be in jail. They blame it on him. <laughs> Both attackers have been diagnosed with mental illnesses. Yeah, I mean. I don't even think you need to diagnose them. You just chalk that up to mental illness for sure. Yeah, they just... But also have been charged as adults and each facing up to 65 years in prison. One of the girls reportedly said Slenderman watches her, can read minds, and could teleport. That girl's fucking batshit nuts. Yeah, like, I don't think... I don't know. Like, sometimes, like, people... I think people make groups and stuff to, like, really boost, like, like higher popularity. And they try, I guess they try doing it with the Slenderman and, like... Did not get anywhere with it. <laughs> Sorry for the language, but if you're, first of all, stabbing somebody that many times, and then you actually have a mental illness, and then you start going into saying how Slenderman watches her. Now, I'm really into psychology, so 
I, I just that psychosis that that just bit that needs a I need to read into that stabbing and analyze that person before I even make a judgment. But that's all being influenced by your culture and your yeah. environment that you're in. If you're searching on the internet, which makes internet also a bad Very. tool in a way, because if you're sitting there looking up you know bad things all the time, it's going to influence your brain on how you might act later in life. Yeah. So experts testified in court that she also had conversed with Lord Voldemort. Oh my God, Lord Voldemort. Yeah, Harry, Harry Potter, <laughs> and one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> which one? Well, yeah, which one? <laughs> Doesn't specify either. Is it it's, Michelangelo? Yeah, Michelangelo, big time. Probably Raphael, man. Oh yeah, because he's the Shredder. angry one, right? Shade Shredder. He's probably <laughs> on August first, twenty fourteen. She was found incompetent to stand trial, and her prosecution was suspended until her condition improved. Okay, so now she's she's bailing out. On November 12, 2014, a doctor judged her that her condition had improved enough to stand for trial. And on December 19, December 19, 2014, the judge ruled that both girls were competent to stand trial. In August 2015, why is it taking so far apart every single time? The presiding judge ruled that the girls would be tried as adults. <laughs> they were tried separately on August 21, 2017. Good God. It's been like three years now. One of the girls, now 15, pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide, but claimed she was not responsible for her actions on grounds of insanity. Although prosecutors alleged that she knew that what she was doing was wrong, the jury determined that she was mentally ill during the attack. She will spend at least three years in a mental hospital. On December 21st, County Circuit Judge Michael Bowen sentenced this girl now 16 years old, to be hospitalized for 25 years from the date of the crime, which would keep her with away from other incidents. See, now, she basically just called herself out at the trial, like how she said she was like mentally ill. She did it to try and get a lesser sentence, yeah. and they keep extending it until she got older, where people would look at her in a different way. And they looked at her, she should have did it when she was young, because no one's going to sentence a person 45 years in a mental hospital if you're 12 years old, but you're 16. Why is that age gap such a giant difference? Well, after hearing the story, an unidentified woman from Cincinnati, Ohio, told a WLWT TV reporter in June 2014 that her 13-year-old daughter had attacked her with a knife and had written fiction, some involving the slender man who had the mother motivate the attack. Now, that's a girl that's just yeah. upset at her mom, giving herself a reason to justify her crimes. On September 4th, 2014, a 14-year-old girl in Port Richley, Florida, allegedly set her family's house on fire while her mother and nine-year-old brother were inside. Did they? Police reported that the teenager had been reading online stories about Slenderman as well as some magna called Soul Eater. Eddie Daniels of the Peso County Sheriff's Office said the girl had visited the website that contains a lot of the Slenderman information and stories. It would be safe to say there's a connection to that. So all these people that are freaking... You know, setting their house on fire, stabbing people—they all seem mentally insane. So, is that—is that the takeaway from Slenderman? Is that it's Does either he, maybe he's making them mentally making insane, them mentally Ill. but the fact that it is based on—you know—there's a movie called um, Tall Man that was that came out recently, a couple of years ago. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that's the movie they were talking about. But it takes place in the woods where the dude's kidnapping children and yeah. stuff like that, and it's that's the whole basis of the thing. It's a good—it's a good idea for a movie for sure, but it doesn't. 
it, they're materializing something that was taken as just to be a legend and you th- I don't oh, think the yeah, guy that yeah. created this sh- wanted it to go this far where people are stabbing other people but it seems like it, where it's open for everyone to look at mm-hmm. especially young under the influence children like video games do cause violence in a way oh, yeah. but not towards actual legit acts of violence yeah. more like to the fact of just polluting their mind with ideas yeah much like the tv can it's more like it's it's playing on a certain frequency that's entertaining but it's in a way where it can corrupt your mind into bad decisions yeah there's a little bit of a difference than picking up a book and reading about some dude stabbing somebody than actually going and watching somebody do it on tv exactly but the problem is that can be flipped both ways because if you're reading a book on a serial killer about mm-hmm. his ideas and feelings of expression someone could relate themselves to exactly what that guy's thinking yeah. and next thing you know have those same thoughts or something like that and then go and stab somebody else for the same reason yeah. you can take aspects from people but there's just it depends on how someone's fed the information and how someone chooses to perceive and act on it and like, and like what they understand too like uh, cause like it like honestly books don't like books wouldn't want make people to make go kill other people or like go and murdering sprees set houses on fire. Curious George kind of kicked me in that direction. <laughs> that could, yeah, picture the man in the yellow hat. Yeah, used to piss me off. <laughs> Such an ass. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Such an ass. Never give George that banana. Always catching him doing stuff. But it's like you know it. It He's all curious. <laughs> it all depends on how you perceive something and it's that's a good takeaway for Slenderman surprisingly how deep it got at the end of the podcast basically of how Slenderman is you know a good way to look at okay there's articles by NBC News saying about talking about Slenderman so if NBC News and that article I was reading from was called LiveScience.com people you can check your facts it's called The Origins and Religion of How Supernatural Beliefs Evolved hashtag Slenderman get it straight <laughs> Slenderman so it's 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 in, in my opinion, I think Slenderman started out as something that is good for everyone to kind of like kind of believe into a way, like much yeah. like you know, it's it it keeps you it keeps you in the house at night and sometimes you know what I mean? It's, yeah, like some people like watching their scary movie every now and then. I mean, like, I, we, I'm pretty sure we've all experienced checking under our bed, like being afraid uh, to yeah, jump off because like that. What was that one movie? Um, the, the Boogeyman's My Babysitter or something that was on Disney a long time ago that scared the crap out of me. It played at like three in the morning. I don't remember that. There's a, I might be older, and that's why I remember that. But it's it's there's a bunch of movies and stuff that if you watch at a certain age, you know you you end up checking your bed, checking your closet oh, yeah, at night. You're afraid to hop off the bed, getting your parents to run in and protect you and stuff. Because you know there's always that we all have that scared feeling, no matter what age you oh, get. Yeah. Whether when you get older, it just turns into different forms. Yeah, life. like changes, like. Uh... Signs, you know, you know the movie Signs with Mel Gibson with the aliens in the corner. That's the best movie in the world. It used man. to used to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I love that movie. I've seen it a thousand times. Very and you good see, movie. you pick up different stuff. It's by M Night Shyamalan, and he just made that movie Glass. I haven't seen it yet. Was it good? I have not seen it yet either. Apparently, they made like a nice spinoff. It's an M Night Shyamalan movie, so you know it's got some major twist ending that takes you over the coals. Yeah. Lady in the Water was one of his movies too. Oh, I wanted to. Wait, which one's uh With Paul Giamatti? Oh, I'm thinking about The Shape of Water. Well, I don't know why. What's the, what movie know. are you watching? That's like a, All right, you're going <laughs> off the shit. I don't give a shit about. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Shape of Water. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like with this like water like fish guy. It's like really weird. Okay, all right. I don't 
give a shit about the water fish guy. <laughs> he was like crazy. I'm, I'm caring about Slender Man right now. Slender. So we focus on Slender Man and the meanings behind him, but is it so much to believe that Slender Man, just because there is an origin of his creation, that, you know, it's so different from how we look at a perceived version of Moses or something? A man that split the seas? You can't tell me that didn't get exaggerated. Much like storytelling, when someone, if I whisper to you down a line, and you whisper to somebody else, and whisper to somebody else, it changes, it's yeah. going to change. Exactly. So it's the same thing with dealing with supernatural things. The ending is going to be different. People are going to keep adding their own thing that what they think they heard. Yeah. What they, it's the same thing. How rumors and lies get uh, spread around. Like it's goodies. everything. <laughs> yeah, everything changes. And it's, it's, you gotta know when to take what's real from something and yeah. take, you know, you gotta take the good and the bad, so. Split it up. Hopefully people are gonna educate themselves more on Slender Man and not focus too much on my misinterpretations of what it might have been. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to what I'm saying, I do recommend that you do check your facts. I do try my best to be able to pronounce some of these words and get some of this stuff right but like i said i'm reading the information from somebody else so it's like you're hearing it only from somebody else there's no clear from evidence. somebody I have else seen <laughs> i have not seen the slender man and i'm not going to lie i've went out in the middle of the woods sometimes when i went camping and tried to find him just because hey you know why not to know if something existed like <laughs> yeah. that but there's a possibility it might just be a myth so Everyone, go experience yourself. Go take a trip out into the middle of the forest with a uh, necklace of stakes around your neck. <laughs> Some go somewhere heavily water. populated with a bear. <laughs> it's just a bear. Don't take a flashlight either. It's going to run out every 10 <laughs> seconds because apparently that's how the game thinks of life. And uh, make sure you exercise because you get very short-winded all the time. Oh, yeah. You run out of <laughs> every two seconds. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast, Clinton, and we'll have you again on soon. All right, man. Thank you.